0: Good morning, everybody. so good that we can gather here together. Um, I know that um, in many ways this really isn't a typical Easter. It's not the big family gathering and the Easter dinner that we hoped, although I'm sure some of you are are celebrating still in some way. Um, But I was just reminded um, that this is still a time of rejoicing. You know, even if we can't get together with family and have all the things that we normally associate with Easter. And why is that? Because the hope of Christians, it's not in Easter egg hunts, it's not in family gatherings, it's not even in something as wonderful as chocolate eggs. You know, these good times, these, these good things, they don't last. And, and this is, is a something that we're, we're learning even now at this time when much of that is taken away and we're reminded of what really is the good news and the hope of Easter. Because, because God offers us a hope that does not disappoint. The Bible teaches us that Christ Jesus is our only hope in life and death and it's because of him that we can have uh, lasting joy in any circumstance And I know for a lot of people that that just sounds ridiculous why why would I need Jesus to bring me hope don't I have enough uh, in this life uh, just want to live and 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 you know just be a good person Why do I need God? If we want to understand, to really know our need for a lasting hope, then we have to, to understand that without Jesus, we are without hope. Romans 3, verses 10 and 11 say that none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks after God. In Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so according to the Bible, no one is good enough. And if we take a good look at our lives, we realize that we all have gone against the perfect standard of, of the law of God. Roy quoted this earlier when we were singing songs, uh, but Isaiah 53 verse 6 tells us, we all like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way And as Romans 6:23 says the wages of sin is death That is the wage that we've earned with every moment of our lives where we have lived for ourselves And we have not submitted to the law of God or or acknowledged him with our lives. It's what we deserve. But the verse goes on to say, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so this verse um, really shows us that we are without hope. We can't dig our way out of the mess that we've made with our lives. And so we find ourselves deserving the judgment and wrath of God. But through Jesus' death, we're offered the gift of life. He paid the penalty of death that we owe, and he was our substitute. The same verse that says we like sheep have gone astray goes on and says, and the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. In other words, Jesus died, and in His death He sacrificed Himself like a sacrificial lamb, so that the punishment for our sin was laid on Him instead. And that's why our only hope is found in trusting in Him. Because... We are without hope and without God in this world. And so hope is found in believing that he really did take God's wrath upon himself so that we might be saved. There isn't anybody else that can offer us forgiveness of sins because, you know, I'm not good enough. You're not good enough. There is no one else who can offer us hope beyond the grave. And all this leads up to the reminder that we especially remember at Easter that our hope isn't in a dead man. If Jesus just died, well, where's the life in that? A corpse can't give you life, can't keep their promises, 'cause they're dead. Paul writes, if Christ is not raised, then of all men were the most pitiable to believe such a a lie. But he goes on to say immediately, but Christ has been raised. And this is the testimony that we believe our hope is based on the truth that Christ is risen. He is not here. And so as Romans 6 verse 5 says, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. And Romans 6 goes on to say that if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. And so this is a time for us to consider, where does my hope lie? Does it lie in having a good time with my family and getting to enjoy um, chocolates at Easter? Or does it lie in the Lord Jesus Christ, who has died for our sins and has risen on the third day? And the answer to that question, and you may think not have your hope in something as silly as chocolate, But our hope can be in so many other things. In our own selves, in our own lives, when we live for me instead of the Lord. And this answer has eternal consequences. It is a matter of life and death. And so I I want to continue by looking at... Matthew 28, verses 1 to 8. This is Matthew's account of the resurrection. And uh, we'll let this to be, this wonderful testimony, um, be a final reminder for us that we can have hope because He is risen, and I'll make a few observations as we... Go along. So, Matthew 28, 1 to 8. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and it came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. and go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with great fear, fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Behold, Jesus met them and said greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, "Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there." they will see me i guess i was wrong that was verses 1 to 10. the first point i would like to to make is that this story begins with no hope at all every account of the resurrection begins with no hope these women were not expecting the empty tomb they were going to pay their final respects Mark and Luke tell us that they had come and they had been preparing these spices and, and ointments for his dead body. They were prepared to come and anoint his body, put on these spices, but they were not prepared for what they saw and heard. They couldn't comprehend at that point yet that Jesus would be raised from the dead. You know, we, we look back and we think, oh, well, of course, the Messiah is going to die, and then he's going to have to be buried, and then he's going to be raised, and, and then he's going to go to heaven, and, and one day he's coming back, and, and we take these for granted. But they did not understand that. They did not yet have hope. And so it is that we, without the knowledge of this, without... Believing in these things, we have no hope and are without God in this world. Now there was an earthquake and the angel of the Lord appeared like lightning. He came and rolled back the stone. And the guards fell like dead men, but the angel reassured the women. He said, don't be afraid. I know you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here for he is risen, as he said. An angel goes on to tell them to come and to see, to look at the empty tomb, and to run and to tell the disciples. It's interesting that at this point, Matthew tells us they, they left with fear and great joy. They were glad that the tomb was empty and and uh, they 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 heard and they remembered Luke's gospel tells us they remembered what Jesus had foretold that he would die and then three days later he would be raised so they they have a glimmer of hope but yet they were still frightened it's a very real this is you know uh, this is us so often where we have joy and we have a glimmer of hope but there may still be fear. They didn't yet quite understand the impossible. How could this happen? And so suddenly Jesus then appears to them on the road. And it is here we really see the faith and the hope of these women. They worship Christ. They fall at his feet and they're just in awe and joy. Because Christ makes all the difference. He enables us to go through life. Because in His life, we have eternal life. And that really brings us to this second point. That when, when Christ appeared, they had hope. Apart from this, apart from His resurrection, there would be no hope. It would just seem to be an idle tale, a fancy of somebody's thought, a dream. And by faith, we trust these eyewitness accounts. And when Christ, by His Spirit, comes into our lives, then we too have the same hope in the same Lord who is risen from the dead. 1 Peter 1, verse 3 tells us, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to His great mercy. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So in Him, by His Spirit, we are born again so that we might understand the truth that he has risen, and have a living hope, a hope that is living because Jesus lives. And yet, the last point that I want us to consider is that, in many ways, the struggle isn't over. That verse that says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, And the talks about the living hope, goes on to say in verse 5, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you suffer various trials. So that's a reality. And in Matthew 28, Jesus acknowledges the fear of these women, even as they are worshiping Him and falling at His feet. He says, do not be afraid. And He let them know they did not need to fear because He is risen. Because He was there with them. Now, that probably wasn't the end of every fear they had. We go through life and we have experiences that bring us to an emotion, a feeling of fear. But it was the beginning of their hope. Because they knew that Jesus was risen, that he was there. He is here with us. And so we do not need to fear in this life. Because we have a hope in a risen Lord. Lord who is with us in spirit and has promised that he will return. And so they were able to go and they were able to tell the disciples all that they had seen and heard because they had found assurance and hope in the risen Lord. Christian life is a journey, and so we live lives mixed with fear and great joy at times. Many times we look to other things for satisfaction, and so we begin to lose hope. And in those times, we need to be reminded of the good news that Jesus is a sure hope. He died so that we would live and we can trust his promises are true because he is risen. Not even death can separate us from the love of God. Christ is calling out to his own. Do not fear, for I have overcome The grave. And so you may find yourself at a place today of no hope, or finding yourself and looking at your life and realizing, I have been looking all of my life to these false hopes, these things that do not bring lasting joy and peace. Well, I would urge you to consider the hope of the resurrection. To consider that there is nothing else in this world that can give us hope that lasts beyond the grave. There is nothing that can save you from the wrath of God except Jesus' death and resurrection. He is hope. And all that He asks of us is that we would trust Him fully. Trust that He paid it all, and that He lives so that we might live in Him and for Him. And that we would love Him and surrender all to Him. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, then Scripture tells us that you will be saved. So don't waste another moment living for false hopes when you can turn to Jesus and trust in Him. And for many of us, we, we, we know and we find ourselves knowing Jesus is our only hope. This is what we have said and this is what we have lived for with our lives. But we find ourselves keeping on sometimes living for other hopes. And many days then we are tempted to feel as if there is no hope because we have not been living for Christ as we know that we should. And in those times we are forgetting the risen Lord. Forgetting that he bought us for his own. He does not leave those whom he calls his friends. And Scripture calls us in those times to repent, to not put up with sin, but to go to the cross of Christ where he paid for our sins, to seek him and hope again in Jesus. And what does this look like practically? It looks like a daily remembering our hope. Or, or what happens is we daily forget. And the more we forget, the more we lose hope. And it also looks like daily confessing the things that come between us and the Lord. And taking steps to mortify the flesh that is an older way of saying what Paul said, to put to death the deeds of the body by recognizing sin, recognizing the lustful, proud, angry, idolatrous thoughts and actions that we have, and confessing those things and turning our minds towards God, reminding ourselves of the truth the truth of sin and the truth of the savior could think of it this way we we need to know and remember our hope and we need to know and repent of the false hopes that we so often look to well wherever we are at right now my prayer is that we would all find ourselves at a place where we can praise him for the hope we have in christ a place where we can rejoice knowing that jesus died for our sins and that he is risen where we can say hallelujah christ arose and i live in his life Reminded of Galatians 2, verse 20, which says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This time, we'll just close in prayer, and then we will partake together of the Lord's table. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we praise you that you are arisen, that our hope is not a dead hope, that you not only came to this earth and lived a perfect life, but that you died taking upon yourself the wrath of God so that we might have life in your life. We praise you. We say hallelujah. We ask that you might help us to remember this truth throughout all of our day. We love you, Lord, and we thank you that you have risen, that you have conquered the grave, and that we have victory in Jesus. We praise you for all these things and ask them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.